Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Stand up for your country and uh, people in New Hampshire uh, tomorrow will be doing just that, going to the uh, polls, and we will have the best election coverage on the planet. You know, I was thinking about this over the weekend. The cable news television operations, that's my competition here. Okay, and I have sampled in the last week or so more than I usually do, and I'm perplexed. And maybe you can tell me if you watch me and cable news. I learn nothing. Nothing. I mean, they don't advance stories. They don't give you facts you don't know. They don't hone in on things that are important, as we will tonight. It's repetition after repetition after repetition ideology after ideology after ideology. You sit there after 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know how you can sit there for an hour or two. So you tell me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. I worked in the industry for more than 20 years. And the show that I put on, The O'Reilly Factor, was not boring. So there you go. Uh, You may remember that we made the call on Ron DeSantis three weeks ago by far the earliest call in the country. And again, I'm a bragger, I brag. Yeah, we had the best election coverage. Okay, but we back it up. All right, I told you three weeks ago that DeSantis was through. And then I explained it last week in very vivid detail that he just couldn't get his message across because he's not a good campaigner. That's it. That's not an attack on him. It's not a slight. 
It's reality. All right. The eve of New Hampshire is the subject of the Talking Points memo. So there are two op-eds I want to talk about today. The first one is the Boston Globe yesterday, Sunday Globe. Now, the Boston Globe is not a newspaper any longer and hasn't been for almost a decade. It is in business to advance progressive causes. Okay? That's what the Boston Globe is. And it's fine with its liberal readership in Boston and New England. The people who are not liberal read the Boston Herald, it's a conservative paper. But the Boston Globe, they're not interested in balance or did Trump do anything good in his four years? No, no. It's, we got to get Trump from the very beginning. So here's, I'm going to play you, uh, show you on a full screen, three parts of this editorial. If you're listening on a radio, I'll read them out loud. First. For independent voters who can cast a ballot in either party's primary, it's ought to be the easiest call in a generation. Your vote is going to matter a lot more in the Republican race, and you have an opportunity to help save the country from the alarming prospect of a second Donald Trump presidency, unquote. So you got to save the country, all right, uh, according to Boston Globe. you got to save it. So I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, Trump was president for four years, did we need to save the country when he was president? I, maybe I missed it. Things were kind of going pretty well. Not for the Boston Globe. Second, a full screen on uh, the editorial. If Trump wins in New Hampshire, the odds are good he'll run away with the nomination. But if the combined votes of independents and Trump's skeptical Republicans beat him in New Hampshire, party at least has a fighting chance to stop him in later contests and put the Trump era in its rearview mirror. That is a fantasy. That is not going to happen. But the Globe wants the people in New Hampshire to think it could happen, so they'll vote against Trump. Third one, quote, New Hampshire voters who do perceive him, Trump, as a threat to the Republican Party, to the country, to democracy, to all of the above, have a rare opportunity on Tuesday to do something about it. It's not a chance they should miss. Okay, now, when you editorialize, because I do every day, obviously, it's is a news analysis program. You have a right to say whatever you want. And I don't object to the Boston Globe writing that, because they believe it. I do object to the Boston Globe telling me, hey, we're a fair newspaper. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. All right. Now, the Wall Street Journal today, and they don't like Trump at all, and it's a conservative editorial page. They're going, if Trump's elected, all right, if he gets in again, it's going to be the end of the Republican Party. And I'm going, what? And then they have a, a long, long list, tariffs and this and that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm going, I don't know. So the hate Trump movement is actually ratcheting up. And you're going to see this. So tomorrow night, Trump will win, and he'll win fairly handily because DeSantis dropped out. We're going to get to that in a moment. Um, and Nikki Haley, she doesn't have to quit after that. She could stay in. She can have money. But it's four long weeks before the South Carolina vote. 
What's Nikki Haley going to do? I guess run around all the counties in South Carolina. But it's pretty much over if Trump wins by eight points or more, which I assume he will. And that's a memo. <clears throat> okay. So three weeks ago, as I told you, I said this. Go. January 15th is the Iowa Republican Caucus. Trump is a lock to win that. All right. That is because not all Republicans vote in Iowa. It's the hardcore party <laughs> activists that vote, most of whom are MAGA people. So Governor DeSantis of Florida staking everything on Iowa, and he can't possibly win it. And he just can't, unless between now and the 15th, there's some atom bomb drops or something. After Trump wins the caucus, and he, he will win by a, a pretty wide margin, it's over for DeSantis. Hello, here I am, standing O. First, and it was nobody even close three weeks ago. Make that right. So yesterday, DeSantis dropped out and he endorsed Trump. And the seven or eight percent of New Hampshireites who were going to vote for DeSantis, not all of them are going to vote for Trump, but it'll be a wash. Nikki Haley's not going to benefit, and Trump may a little bit. Now, I'm not going to pile on DeSantis. I mean, uh, these people do that. Again, that's cable television. If you go and you watch tonight, they'll be kicking the hell out of DeSantis. That's a good job running Florida. Okay? I mean, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people are migrating there. So, and he's not, he might get another shot. But boy, he just doesn't have that public persona that you need today. He doesn't have it. Maybe his wife could campaign for him, you know, because she's pretty energetic and, you know, out there, but him pretty dour, D-O-U-R. That, that's the word to describe Governor DeSantis. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get another perspective here. Um, Doug Schoen, one of our favorite guests, he's a Democrat political strategist, comes to us today from Miami because he's afraid of the chilly weather up here in New York. He's the author of the book, Four Presidents, Kennedy, Nixon, Biden, Trump. Leaders Who Changed History, you might want to check that book out. Great election reading. So uh, you agree with me, I think, that, that Trump will uh, take New Hampshire tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. The only point of difference is I think it'll be double digits, Bill, but I think you're right on the money. 
How does Nikki Haley react to that defeat? Well, I think you said three weeks ago it was over for uh, DeSantis. You were right. You were ahead of the curve. I think it's over for Nikki Haley. I mean, if she loses 8, 10, 12 points and she's 20 to 30 points behind in South Carolina and her funders disappear, how does she compete with Trump, with Tim Scott and every other ex-presidential candidate having endorsed the former president? I think it'll be over for Nikki Haley sooner rather than later. Well, um, the odds of her defeating Trump in South Carolina are infinitesimal, but that doesn't mean she can... She has to drop out. She could, you know, cruise along, got the money to do it, uh, and then hope that some kind of judicial thing would knock Trump down. Super Tuesday might turn around in her favor. So I'm, I'm not like I knew DeSantis was done and not going to continue. I don't know that about Haley. I know she's going to lose in New Hampshire. But then afterward, I can't right now predict. I could guess, but I don't like to do that. I, I, I would tell you as a political strategist, my best guess is that she will figure out after New Hampshire, if she loses, as we're speculating, she will recognize. All right, so you think she gets out? Does she endorse Trump? I, I, I think ultimately she will because she has no choice. Okay. So she wants to stay within the party confines, doesn't want to be banished from the party. Correct. Um, so she would endorse Trump. So then it's over. It's over right. for, uh, there's no primary, no Super Tuesday, and right. all the networks lose Correct. hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising revenue. So Correct. they have to try to gin up something. And so I think they'll turn that then to Trump should be disqualified because of his legal problems. That's where I think the whole campaign will go after tomorrow night. How do you see it? I agree that that's going to happen. I believe that Trump's greatest uh, opponent, if you will, is the legal system rather than Joe Biden. And I think the media will aid and abet that because it's the best story going. Okay. Wall Street Journal today, and um, as I uh, said, they don't want any part in Trump being reelected. My question is, why isn't there anyone inside the Republican Party who, and it's almost the same in the Democratic Party, your party, mm -hmm. there's really no politician who can rise up and challenge a guy like Donald Trump or a guy like Joe Biden. Why? Why is the field so weak in this area? Well, two reasons. On the Republican side, because Trump dominates, uh, period. On the Democratic side, um, we have a very weak vice president in Kamala Harris, who's even less popular than the incumbent president. We have only one person who could run a national campaign. I think he's four years away, Gavin Newsom. And the only other person who could run is Michelle Obama. And the chances of her running are very, very slight. Okay. So uh, Chris Cuomo said that to me over the weekend because I reported on Michelle Obama's uh, podcast adventure with Jay yep. Shetty. 
And I, I, I still can't figure out why you should take time or bother with that. But Cuomo said to me uh, that she's never going to run. And Cuomo, you know, he's a Democrat and he's in there with all the, yeah. and they all talk to him and all that. Now you're telling me she's not going to run. Then why, why Unless, is she on Jay Shetty's podcast? Well, here's why. I said it's unlikely, very unlikely, Sharon's. I didn't say impossible, Bill. Let's assume this summer, as we approach the convention, whether it be legal problems, health problems, performance problems, or all three, Joe Biden is just not up to making the race. Then the Obamas will have a decision to make. Do they want Michelle Obama to get the nomination other than Kamala Harris, who is a certain loser, a stone cold loser? And then maybe, just maybe, long shot yes, impossible no, that Michelle throws her hat in the ring. Well, that's a likely scenario. It's possible. Biden Biden has dementia. I mean, I know that. I knew this to be true. Um, and if you or me, I, my mother had it. So I, I, as did my father. Okay. He has it. Mm -hmm. So that is going to become more and more clear in the next months. If you look at his daily schedule and we do that every day here, we're going to do it right after you leave, uh, the podium. He doesn't have anything scheduled. He doesn't do anything. Okay. He, he is totally kept apart from the American people in every single way. Mm-hmm. Not running foreign policy. He doesn't even know that his defense minister is in the ICU. Correct. This is an impossible situation. As a historian, other than Woodrow Wilson, who suffered a stroke and was incapacitated, and no one knew it, His wife, Edith, ran the country for 18 months. No one knew it. This has never happened before. It is almost inconceivable that in a national convention in August, the Democratic Party will nominate a man who has dementia. I think we have to start now there. So then Michelle Obama becomes the only one the only person inside the Democratic Party who could beat Trump. And that's where we are today. One caveat, Bill. If Joe Biden, for some reason, is polling ahead of, equal to, or within the margin of error of Donald Trump, they might roll out Biden with his teleprompter and hope that he can get He's going to get worse, Doug. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, every millions and millions of Americans have been through this. You don't get better. You, it's, it's a slow slide to oblivion. You dealt with it in your family. I you dealt bet. with it. I'm intimately familiar. All right, Doug. Thanks very much. As always, we appreciate Still, always it. Always a pleasure. Okay. And here is Joe Biden's schedule for those of you keeping track. Nothing. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you anymore. All I can do is report what we know. And we know that Joe Biden now, pretty much every week, does nothing. Occasionally, he will travel somewhere on Air Force One. They will get him out of the plane. He will read the teleprompter for a few minutes, 
shake a few hands with his wife right at his elbow, physically steering him, and then he gets back on the plane and goes back to Washington. That's it. Now, your liberal friends, your Democrat friends, you tell them that. What I just told you, they're not going to believe it. They will not believe their eyes. Think back. This is a president who will not talk to the press at all. Once in a while, a little question will get through while he's walking around, but stand there, take questions. Now, tomorrow, as a signal to my producers, when was the last time Joe Biden held a press conference for more than 15 minutes? I want to get the date and we'll run a little clip of it. So it's now the end of January. Biden's not campaigning, won't campaign, won't go anywhere other than to raise money. He's not going to go to the diner, not going to do any of that. Okay. And now we are, what is it, eight months away from the Democratic convention. In those eight months, he will physically deteriorate and mentally deteriorate further. You will see it as much as we can. Because the wall shrouding the White House and Joe Biden is getting higher. I pride myself on being ahead of the story. I'm telling you what is going to happen so you can anticipate in your own lives. Meanwhile, Trump will probably be able to get around his legal situations, most likely, with the help of the Supreme Court. Just mark my words. Hunter Biden, February 28th, he's got to show up for his deposition. I told you why this is happening, because Merrick Garland sent a message to the White House saying, if he does not sit for the deposition in front of the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, two committees, okay, We have to charge him with a crime. We, the Justice Department. That's what Merrick Garland did. Hasn't been reported, but I know he did it. And that's why the sudden turnaround. Now, I think that Hunter Biden is going to take the fifth. They're not going to get anything out of him. In the meantime, there's a whole bunch of Hunter Biden's business associates sitting for depositions. The name you would know would be Tony Bobolinsky. Um, so they're all in a row. And then the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee will gather that sworn evidence and then put it to Hunter Biden. But, but if Hunter Biden lies, that's a crime. But he's not going to lie because he's not going to testify. I, I, I'd be shocked if, if he did. Okay, Kevin Mars. No, Kevin? Put his picture up there, please. Hollywood um, attorney, 60 years old. He apparently, according to uh, the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, has given Hunter Biden $5 million. Morris says it's a loan, never going to be paid back. You can forgive loans. Morris has uh, visited the White House a number of times. He has access to the White House, access to Joe. So he's pretty much funding Hunter Biden. He paid off his tax bills to some extent. 
And um, he's his right-hand man. That's who's enabling him, Kevin Marsh. Okay. Um, Well, you know, when you lend people $5 million, there's a lot of tax implications to that. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. This is a very interesting story. It comes from the New York Post quoting the Center for Immigration Studies. This would never be covered on cable or network television, ever. So according to the data, under Joe Biden, three years, there has been a 57% decline in the arrests of criminal illegal aliens, 57%, and a 67% drop in criminal alien deportations. Staggering. Raw numbers. They, They have the raw numbers. So under Donald Trump, ICE conducted 485,930 deportations of criminal aliens. People have been convicted of crimes in their home countries. Almost a half million under Trump. Under Biden, 159,000. 158,931. 56% decline. Staggering, dangerous, off the chart. Now, Joe Biden know that? Doesn't know it. Even if he were sitting in the room with me now, and I just told him, he wouldn't be able to retain the number. (laughs) Excuse me. Nor would he care. Nor would he care. Because that is what dementia does. It robs you of the ability to process information or care about the information. Fannie Willis, Fannie in trouble. Now, a judge this morning said, hey, Fannie, you don't have to show up to the divorce case yet. All right, so Fannie's boyfriend, Nathan Wade, who Fannie hired to the tune of about $700,000 so far, and who took Fannie on lavish trips with that money, He's getting divorced, and his wife says that Fanny is the other woman, and she wants to depose Fanny, and the judge says, not yet. This isn't the story. The story is a totally underreported story. We told you about it. That this guy, Nathan Wade, who's now working for Fannie in the Fulton County DA's office, visited the White House for two eight-hour meetings on the taxpayer dime of Georgia. Why is he in the White House? This is a local beef. Fannie's charging election interference in Georgia. Why is Nathan... Wade in the White House. That's 
collusion. Huge story. Now, the Trump lawyers know it. They've petitioned to find out what it's about. This is going to blow the case up. Not Fannie and Nathan running around on a taxpayer dime. That's a Georgia beef. This is a national beef. Boy, Trump taught a break here. Huge break. All right, book banning. So we made a big deal out of the state of Florida, Pensacola, pulling, killing Jesus and killing Reagan out of the school libraries in Pensacola in that school district. Now, believe me when I tell you, the students need all the Jesus they can get, not only in Pensacola, but everywhere. Along with John Grisham, Stephen King, and Frank, totally insane, okay? So we started to investigate around. By the way, DeSantis couldn't be bothered with it, gave us the verbal finger when we asked him. Okay, so the Free Press, which is an internet based media company did an investigation of school districts and political books. Now, my books aren't political. Killing Jesus, Killing Reagan, not political books. They're history books. Anyway, the political books, full screen. Here are the left-wing books in stock in 4,600 school districts. Ready? Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx, 75%. Of the school districts have the book. 1619 Project, which says uh, USA was founded on slavery, 54. Okay, How to Be an Anti-Racist, 42. New Jim Crow, 60. On and on and on and on. All radical left books. All of them. How about some conservative books? Let's take a look. Capitalism and Freedom, Milton Friedman. Considered probably the best economist ever, 8%. Created Equal, Dr. Ben Carson, 5%. Woke Racism, a criticism of woke, John McWhorter, 3%. Okay? A critique of the 1619 Project, no percent. Nobody stocked it. Case against impeaching Donald Trump, Alan Dershowitz, nobody stocked it. Diversity Delusion, Heather McDonald, nobody stocked it. The case for Trump, Victor Davis Hanson, nobody stocked it. Get the feeling it fixes in in uh, public school districts across the country, 4,600 of them. I, I think a little bit. What's going on? Good work, by the way, um, by that uh, group. Ohio. So there is a bill, House Bill 348 in Ohio, that would pay kids to go to school. All right? This is insane. It's not going to pass. For you people living in Ohio, it's not going to pass. 1.5 million earmarked if kids show up to school, they get paid. Now, truancy in Ohio is a big problem. Um, Children who miss 10% of the school year, 30%. So now they're going to pay the kids to show up. But they won't because this won't go. But here is a solution that costs no money. Ready for the solution that costs no money? If a child is deemed truant by their school, the police go to the child's home and tell the parents 
If the truancy continues, they will be charged criminally with child neglect. You think that'll solve the problem? I believe it will. How much does that cost? Smart life. So we have uh, thousands, tens of thousands of concierge members to BillOReilly.com. And they send me letters when they get into trouble or they want information or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. This is almost over, by the way. So concierge membership, our goal is to provide you, the member, with a positive outcome of whatever your problem is. We don't have a magic wand. We can't solve the problem. You can solve it. We can tell you how. The Lord helps those who help themselves. But it's so overwhelming in our society, you need to know what to do. That's where we commit. We tell you what to do or suggest. You might do this, you might do that. And it, 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 it goes from the most serious to where should I go on vacation to the spectrum. And we will deal with everybody and it's private, confidential. You get an email to me and I deal with them within 24 hours usually. Okay. There was an older woman who was having legal problems. She said, I don't have enough money to hire an attorney. What can I do? I said, here is the number of legal aid in your county. Call the number. Get a counselor on the phone, explain your situation, and they will guide you. Legal aid is for people who can't afford lawyers. So she did. And she got a counselor. And the counselor said, we do have an administrative fee of $60. Six zero. Woman didn't want to pay it. Writes me back. I said, $60 to have a lawyer, because legal aid are lawyers, advise you is the greatest deal you're ever going to get. Didn't want to pay it. Now, we can't do anything more. We can't. You have to be able to have, and if you don't have $60, and I, I don't know what to say. If you don't have anybody would give you $60 and lend it to you, or you have it yourself and your <clears throat> monthly payments that you get, whatever it may be. But you have to have enough resources and enough mental acuity to be able to help yourself. Anyway, the reason I'm doing this in Smart Life is sometimes, you need help. Sometimes you cannot afford the help that you need. That's why we're here. We can, we can set up a realistic program for you if you are a concierge member. All right, so go to BillOReilly.com, you check it out. I hope the uh, elderly woman does pay the 60. Make her life a lot easier. What's wrong with NBC? Does anybody out there know what's wrong with NBC? All right, so on January 13th, the Houston Texans beat 
the Cleveland Browns, all right? And the rookie quarterback, excellent player, C.J. Stroud, gave an interview after the game. Go. Your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. Okay, so that's what he said. So immediately after that interview, NBC puts that interview with C.J. Stroud out on the internet. Roll tape. Your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. So they cut out, all right, first of all, I want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is NBC Sports. Cuts it out. Why? For what reason? Well, we picked up the phone, called NBC Sports. Wouldn't reply. So I'm sitting here going, what is wrong at NBC? MSNBC speaks for itself, peddles racism all day, every day. You got a young man making a comment that he's entitled to make, and they cut it out? I thought you'd like to know. Stay in history, January 22nd, 2009, President Obama signs the executive order to close Guantanamo Bay. Um, didn't happen. Still open. So it's interesting. The whole story is interesting. January 2002, Bush the Younger opened Guantanamo Bay. They took all the uh, captured overseas terrorists, plunked them in there, 700 of them. Some of them were tortured. Okay. And um, then when Obama got elected, he goes, no more Guantanamo Day. Executive Order 13492. Close it. No. Congress wouldn't vote to have it closed. And Obama didn't push it. Didn't take it to court. So now Biden says, oh, I'm going to close it. There's only 30 people there now, led by Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who should have been tried in a military court a long time ago. And Biden goes, oh, I'm going to close it. No, you're not. It'll be open this time next year when you're not going to be president. Okay, we got mail. We got a final thought. I took a plane trip yesterday, jet trip. I'll tell you all about it. Let's go to the mail. Okay. Angela, concierge member. Good, Angela. Hey, Bill, I hear speculation about Michelle Obama, but I wonder if she's really considering it. Being president is going to require and demand a whole lot more from her than simply spouting opinions. Frankly, I don't think she really wants a job. Well, you might be right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Brian, if Michelle is a nominee, then Trump will lose. Could, be, could happen, but you don't know. You know, if Michelle runs, I would tie Michelle into Biden all day long. Mimi Norman, Simi Valley, California. Bill, could you please answer on how Biden is able to continue to forgive student loans when the Supreme Court said he did not have the power? Mimi, I have answered this question 20 times on this broadcast. Now, I'm not scolding you. I know you don't have time to watch all the shows and all of that, but you've got to assume I've addressed it. Supreme Court said Joe Biden cannot forgive private loans. Okay, there's no power to do that. 
But if you borrowed money from the federal government for your education, he can forgive those. Dan Pentecost, Brunswick, Georgia. Why has Robert Kennedy Jr. been snubbed by all the media? To me, makes more sense than most politicians. I don't know if he's been snubbed, but he polls, not polling well, 12% maybe. It's hard to understand him with the voice. It's not a good, it's, it's a tough booking. A lot of conspiracy stuff all over the place, and that goes nowhere. Mike Glasney, Santa Rosa, California, with the chaos at the border. You and the folks may be stunned, but what I found out. During 62 years of processing new arrivals, ending in 1954, it's estimated 12 million immigrants arrived and went through Ellis Island. 12 million. In three years, more than 12 million have crossed illegally under Biden. So 62 years to, th- to three years, and its numbers the same. Now, I can't verify those stats with Michael, um, but interesting. Victor, I remember the clip you showed about the Obama campaign in New Hampshire and the guy blocking your television shot. I've been watching you for a while right now, O'Reilly. Time flies when you're having fun. I know, I know. I, when I looked at that, it just seems like yesterday. What was it? 2000 and... Uh, Seven? What was that? 2007? Um, no, 2008. Beginning of 2008. It's, it's unbelievable that it was uh, 16 years ago. I, I'm There you go. I'm still spry, though, right? James Holtz, Burnsville, North Carolina. Thank you for saving us a lot of money on insurance. We took your advice and used policy genius. I can lead all the horses to the water. That's what I can do. Okay. Um, we have a lot of good stuff. In, we know it's a downside, but a lot of people buying a whole set of the killing books, 13 of them. Uh, that, they're still selling very bristly. I think people are afraid they're going to be banned or something. Uh, it's a great gift and, and great to have on your library. And then Killing the Witch is still doing pretty well. I mean, you know, Christmas season is over, but witches is uh, humming along. So thank you very, very much. Word of the day. No, Villapend. V as in Victor, I-L-I-P-E-N-D. No, Villapend writing to me. Uh, Back in a moment, final thought, my uh, jet ride back to New York yesterday. Okay, final thought. I took Delta from West Palm Beach to LaGuardia, New York City yesterday. Good. Airport under control. Okay. Flight took off on time. Very professional, very crowded flight. I'm surprised. A lot of people float. Um, no problem at all. Everything went smoothly. And um, it's tight. No doubt about it. It's not the most comfortable experience in the world, but gets you there. So flight lands, LaGuardia. I'm 6'4". I always do this. I stand up and I get baggage down for other people, okay? Old ladies or whatever it may be. There's a lot of heavy stuff up there, and I, I just boom, 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 boom. I just do it, okay? The lady sitting next to me had big thing. I got it on. Looks at me, doesn't say thank you. Doesn't say thank you, okay? Then the young woman, had to be 20, 21, across the aisle. She'd get two heavy things. I get that. 
She was so grateful. I'm going, this woman next to me, about 60, you know, should have known better, should have been just a simple thank you. But this young woman over here, and, and I gave the, another side look to this woman. You know, probably just loathed me. I understand that. Okay. But, and then I had to walk a half mile from the plane to the exit of LaGuardia Airport. Half mile. I don't know how older people do. I know they have the little carts and everything. Half mile? Jeez. I think I'm whining. I want to do that. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. See you again tomorrow.